Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello. In today's podcast, I have my first official guest, who is Mary Treen, who is this beautiful person and has been such a an important piece in making this podcast come to life with her guidance, her motivation, her inspiration for this podcast and myself or be able to even release it, all of the things. And so we're going to talk about her, her gifts, her ability to mirror to other people, what their true power and essence is and the different ways that she does that, whether that's Reiki or dream interpretation or helping people find their own voice. And we'll get into the nitty gritty of all of those things. And something that we forgot to mention, but she did want to share with you is for the share your voice the intuitive podcasting workshop that she's going to have starting uh, in a couple weeks on July 20th. She wanted to share a discount code for any listeners who would like to join. And that code is for 20% off. And the code is SEEK20, S-E-E-K-20. So please join us. She is such a beautiful person, just her energy and just everything about her is so sweet and lovely and magical. I'm so excited that you get to meet her. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to the fifth official podcast. And I have a very special guest today. I have Mary Treen of Treen Light, and I am so excited for you to meet her. She is so amazing. She's just this angelic beautiful person who has so many gifts and is one of the reasons why this podcast is even possible. She has helped me so much behind the scenes, motivating me, inspiring me. And we're going to talk about all the beautiful things that Mary does in general and all of her gifts. And I will take a pause and say hello to Mary. Mary, it's so good to have you here. I'm so excited that you're on my podcast. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Isabel. It is a huge honor to be on your podcast, and I am super excited that you finally have launched it and people get to hear you and your wisdom and your beautiful spirit. So yeah, I am over the moon that you have brought me on and we get to chat because you're just so fantastic. And I can't wait to see what we dive into today. Thanks so much, Mary. So first and foremost, I want, um, I would love to have you just kind of introduce yourself, tell us where you're based out of, um, come, some of the work that you do. And we're going to dive into this a little bit deeper with some of my own experiences of working with Mary, but I'd love for you to kind of lay down the groundwork for, for the listeners and give them a tr- 
a taste of who you are. Yes, I appreciate that so much. So, yes, my name is Mary, Mary Treen. I am based out of Vancouver. I'm actually Canadian. I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, which is kind of like the Midwest of Canada. And I've lived in Vancouver for almost 20 years now. And I am for work, which I do say is also part of me because my work is so much fun. Like it is not just a job, like it really is a calling and like true service. So before I got into this line of work, I was in corporate. I was in pretty high level sales in cosmetic corporate. So it was very stressful kind of creative, but I worked with a ton of women. That's what I loved about it is that Mm. I was always around and building up and kind of seeing the gifts and beauty of all these women around me that were in retail, but were really there to connect with other people. So through my work in corporate, I realized that I was not happy at all. I was in I would say probably a dark night of the soul for almost about almost about 4 years and if anybody doesn't really understand that terminology or haven't hasn't really heard it before it is a time when in your life you realize wait am i doing what i actually want to do what is my soul purpose truly like that's kind of the foundation of it and i didn't know i didn't really have a purpose in my eyes. I was good at my job, but I didn't enjoy it. I felt like I couldn't be myself there. My life was very compartmentalized. And through that journey of the dark night of the soul, I found support and I started seeing an energy healer. I started reaching out for more different types of therapy, different modalities, and really searching for myself. And through that, I was able to connect back to my intuition and my intuitive voice and how it speaks to me. And it brought me to Reiki healing, which is a beautiful form of energy healing where you really use universal energy to support someone else's and yourself, our energy systems. And through that, I realized, oh, I can actually really connect to other people's energy and feel what they're feeling physically. And then intuitively, I'm able to kind of see the levels underneath that physical dis-ease and understand the emotional component of it, the maybe stagnation of energy that needs to be kind of moved. I don't really like to say cleared as often, but um, really working with people's true energy system and their unique energy, where I realized that I could support somebody by reflecting back to them all the beauty and wisdom of their full being, of their amazing, unique, full being. And then when you're able to receive that reflection, you actually remember what your purpose is and you remember all of your intuitive gifts and you remember who you are. And it's just the most beautiful thing. So 
I used to do more um, one-on-one sessions, one-off. And then through there, I realized most of my clients would want to see me more often. And so I realized, oh, actually what we should be doing is we should be doing a journey together so that there is a beginning and an end to the work I do with my clients. And I see that I can support their true transformations, but folding back into themselves. So they really remember that they can be themselves. They can be seen. They can be heard. And it is the gold that they have inside of them that most of the time our fear is just kind of static on television, just waiting to move away so that that gold can shine again. But um, it's really cool because by me remembering all of these amazing things that I am able to tap into, I also realized that, oh, we can all do this. Like our intuitions are speaking to us all the time. So I support other people to remember that. And instead of constantly giving our power away, my passion is helping other women around the world how to never feel like they ever have to give their power away and that it's always a magnet. Always. So there's a little bit of a long way of saying it, but I got kind of excited. Thank you. (laughs) you. Oh my goodness. No, I'm over here just like shaking my head and have like chills because to hear it from your perspective, I'm like, oh my God, you're putting into words everything that I've felt working with you and I guess in the moments it wasn't so like obvious, but now to hear you even like just reflect it, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's what's happening. (laughs) And I love that what you said of what you do and the work that you do is really you're a mirror to show the, the other person that you're working with, you know, their power and their magic and their beauty and the way that you do that is so unique and so you and so beautiful and so like comforting. Like I just, anytime that I interact with you, even now when we're just like having a conversation, it's just your energy is so like warm and like enveloping and to be in a session with you has been really magical. And we'll, we'll dive into the different, different ways. Um, I do want to go back a little bit and talk about, we were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago and you mentioned how working in corporate was like, you know, it was like, go, go, go. And like the goals and like how it's praised to like, go really fast and not sleep and you'd have to travel for work. And I remember that resonating so much and to hear you speak now and like your life now and how you work with clients now is so different. And I think because you had that background, it's like, you know how to like, bring the ease and like the softness into this busy life that we live in this busy world. That's always like, go, go, go. And all of these things. So um, yeah, I just, because I also know you personally, like, um, like in your own journey, it's like, wow, Mary, like you've done so many amazing things and to like be a part of you, part of it and see it and see it unfold. And um like just take a moment to like 
like so many things can happen in four, four years, you know, like going from the dark night of the soul to this like beautiful experience and sharing your, your voice and your light and your love, I guess, with, with all of us now on this podcast and everyone else that you've worked with too. But um, I just wanted to take a moment and like acknowledge that because it's, it's like the full circle kind of thing of like, oh yeah, that was it. But now we've come around this other way and we're, we keep growing into that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. And I really thank you for reflecting that to me because the dark night of the soul was definitely four years, but it kind of started 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Mm. And so it took a long time for me to really hit that rock bottom of, oh, I don't like my life right now. And when I realized I didn't like my life right now, it was really my career. My personal life was going quite well. Mm. So it was very interesting that I was I was very aware that I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And I was not as inviting to the idea of doing this kind of work because I was quite skeptical. I didn't, I'm not one that joined a lot of spiritual groups. I didn't join a lot of development. I read a lot on my own, but I have a very high kind of, since I was a little girl, (laughs) since I was a little girl, little I have a very high kind of BS meter and I just never wanted to put myself in a position where I'd have to kind of like argue with somebody else's beliefs or what they were saying. And in spirituality, when I first started to kind of get into it, I realized, oh, there's a lot of people that really think that they know exactly what's happening. Because Mm -hmm. even when I talk about my intuition and my intuitive voice, when I connect to, like, for instance, I'm connecting to a client and I tell them, about um, a certain animal energy that's around them that they're connected to, um, the way that their you know aura looks to me, and different ancestral patterns that are connected to maybe some hurdle in their life that they haven't really figured out how to move past. Even then, I don't know exactly what it is. Mm. I can't say that that is exactly what is happening. But I know that they are tools to get back to our authentic self. So when I was working in my past career, I didn't realize that my authentic self was allowed, that -hmm. it would actually bring me success or even enough money to live. I didn't know that I didn't have to feel anxious every moment of the day. I didn't know that my self-worth didn't have to come from being overworked and working harder than anyone else in my company. Like that's all that my power came from. It was completely conditional. So through the dark night of the soul, coming back to myself, finding energy healing, finding my intuitive gifts, remembering my empathic gifts, I realized, oh, actually, that whole time I was anxious, I was offering other people calm. 
Mm-hmm. My purpose was actually already happening. I just didn't get to enjoy it at all. Wow. And it was it was shocking that I started to feel myself and I thought, "Oh, this is the, this is what everybody says." And I was always like, "What? How are you feeling so calm?" And I feel like there's, you know, wild bees in my stomach all the time that are like underwater. And it's because I wasn't living in alignment. So only everybody else got to take advantage of it. Mm. Whoa, that just like what a visual. <laughs> the bees in your stomach, but like, but yeah, talk about well, yes, you were providing that calm for other people. And I think in a way that's kind of what you do now is well, I know for me it's it's given me calm. Um but you weren't able to enjoy it. Like it was not in the right environment. It wasn't the right setting. It wasn't taking all of your gifts and your authenticity and, and you being able to express that. But now that you're doing this, this work that you're doing now, where you're doing Reiki sessions, where you've done dream interpretation with me, um, where, you know, you've seen and reflected back to me, some of the animal guides and, you know, I'm sure you do this with all of your other clients too, but now it's like, oh, you get to enjoy that. Like you get to enjoy that part where you're um, providing that calm to the other person. And it's not just everyone riding off the wave of Mary and then that's it, you know, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Really. And it's not unique to me. I really feel like that is what happens when somebody starts to kind of open up their eyes to, wait, what is my purpose? The first thing you can do is, well, how do other people feel in your presence? Mm -hmm. And that's the clue because it would make me really irritated and frustrated and annoyed. Well, I am a generator, so frustration (laughs) is number one. I was always frustrated because I was not in my genius or my purpose. But for anyone else listening, if you just look at two friends who, why do they call you? What do they feel like around you? What do they say after you guys hang out or that you um, folks hang out? What do you give? And then why aren't you feeling that way? Mm. And for me, I realized, oh, I'm not feeling that way because I am on the wrong trajectory. Mm -hmm. And I I don't like to say wrong or right, but wrong meaning the longest way to get to my path of purpose. That's where I was because I was doing all the things that I thought I should do. Mm. And nobody really, in retrospect, nobody was really asking me to. It was all that conditioning of what I thought for sure would make everyone in my life happy, and then I'll be happy. Yeah. It wasn't that way at all. Oh, I mean, that just hit home the part of, like, no one's asking me to do this. But in a way, the message that we get from society, like, the broader message is, like, you go to school, you get a job, and you just work, and then you live for the weekend, and that's it. So, like, that is lingering, but no one in your immediate life was like, okay, Mary, make sure that you're going to your job because that's what's going to make us happy. But, but there is this thought that that is the way. 
And yeah. then, and then, like you said, it's kind of this like buildup of like, you know, I think you said like 12 years or so when it's like, okay, now it's, now it's really time. Like it's really time. And then the four years of just like, I don't know, I picture just kind of like the carving out and like mm. opening up the space and just releasing all the stuff that doesn't need to be there anymore. Yeah. Um, really reconnecting back to my body. Yes. That anxiety made me only live in my head. I was constantly just moving through the world, pulled by, it, it's like I was a balloon and my head was a balloon and it was just floating. And it was mm -hmm. quite a Like I only moved wherever anybody would offer me something. So I never applied for a new job. I was always just asked to do a new job in similar industry or in the similar company. And I would always say yes, because of course, more money, higher status. Sure. Let's do it. And for the first three months, it would be amazing. And then I would be, I would be right back where I started mm. because I was not listening to myself. I was just floating away. But that's what all of healing work does. And there's so many different healing modalities. In my work, it really is using all of these different tools that I have to do a certain amount of mentoring, a certain amount of intuitive guidance, reading, but also coaching. So there is this holistic approach to it where it's not just one thing. And that's what I had. And I needed that support because then I realized, oh, my feelings in my body are actually trying to tell me something. <laughs> and they told me all these amazing things That gave me so much insight. And then I realized, oh, I can actually do that for other people. So it was just this really gorgeous unfolding. But you're right. It was totally a carving out of moving away all the things that were not serving me at all and that were making me so – clouding my vision so much to the reality of my life where I – live in Canada. I'm a Caucasian and I have the most privilege. So what am I doing? I have choice. Why don't mm -hmm. I do something where I, I can actually help other people and then I can actually devote my time to serving more of humanity rather than just hitting the targets of this massive corporation over and over again and it never being enough. Yes. And, and I want to pause because I think I was planning to do this at the beginning and then I totally forgot until now. <laughs> But I remember um, asking Mary, I was like, okay, Mary, when I launch my podcast, like, I want you to, I would love for you to be a guest and you immediately, you were like, okay, yes, I would love to. But of course, like, you know, if there are other voices that you want on there first, like, you know, I'm not Latina. And I was like, no, Mary, you have been such an important piece to this journey of mine, of this podcast. And you've been such an inspiration, like I mentioned. And honestly, like this podcast would have not happened if it weren't for you. So I was like, no, Mary, thank you. But this is, but you're coming on no matter what. <laughs> okay. No, maybe not that intense, but, um, But, uh, and I say that because from the first moment that we had a session together and I think it was 
I think it was during COVID, like at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, was um, it the summer? Near your yes, birthday, I remember. Yes, yeah. yes. And it was a long distance Reiki. Again, at, I was in Florida at the time. Mary's in Vancouver. And I remember you saying to me, like that you had seen these lions around me and, and for new listeners or, or old ones, or if you followed me on Instagram and Mary didn't know any of this before, but so I used to just take little videos of lions. Well, I mean, I still do like, they are just, they just pop up everywhere. Like even when I was in New York, I'd be walking down the street and there's a little lion statue or I'm going to, uh, somewhere and I pass a window and there's like a poster of a lion. Like they're just everywhere for me. And I make these little videos where I take the, you know, I zoom into them and I say rawr and like, you know, it's a whole little thing. Perfect. And Mary had no idea. She had no idea any of this was part of my life. Oh. And, sh- and you said to me, you know, I see these lions. I see, I think it was a, a female lioness and a small lion. And I was just like, what? Like, how can you do, like, how do you see that? I was just blown away. And among all of the other things that you said to me, but I just remember being like, whoa, who is this person? This is so intense. Like, it was just so, like, I just, it blew me away. So I guess like, does, and I, and Mary and I can see each other right now, but I see you're shaking your head. I'm curious to know when, what comes up for you as I say all of this. Mm. And then afterwards, I do want to, I do, I would love to know how you started working with animals. Um, I know you mentioned when you were younger and that kind of stuff, but then when you reached back and connected with your intuition, they came back. So yeah, I'd love to hear both of those things. Yes. Oh, thank you. And I remember that. Something that's really cool about my work that I love is that when I connect to, and I've worked with many, many, many people, so there's a lot of people that I have seen, quote unquote, their energy translated to me through my mind's eye, and it comes in through animals and many different things. But I always have an impression of it. So when you started talking I could see it again in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And I remember there were three lionesses, like a smaller one. And then they were all lionesses though. Like they were all really powerful. And I remember feeling, oh yeah, this is really part of Isabel's fire. Like she is meant to lead and nurture and be this voice. And oh, that almost gives me chills now because, or does give me chills because now that's what you're doing. That roar is vibrating around the world now. And that's what I saw in your energy. And that's part of the beauty of it because it's not that, now I can't say this 100%. I always put a caveat. From from my experience, there aren't like an invisible pack of lioness and lions around you like physically just waiting there in the invisible. I am not realm, but it's not a physical manifestation. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not separate from you. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) It's not (laughs) separate from you because I feel like what happens is the magic of working with our intuitions and the way that mine works is that 
by connecting to the lions and the lioness that you are connected to and that you already knew because you were seeing them everywhere. It was always in your sphere. You felt connected to them already. So you were already getting that message. So when I received that message from your energy, from your soul, your spirit, however you want to say it, it showed me that, oh, that's Isabel's authenticity. Like these lioness, beautiful spirit energy, these are supporting you to become like them because you are them. So there is this almost inherent unworthiness that we can have when we start to kind of step into our power, especially if we are looking at different spiritual insights and trying to awaken our psychic senses and that kind of thing, we can start to move quite far away from ourselves, searching for that thing that makes it true, that evidence Mm. that I am special. Oh, I can connect. Or I do have animal guides. Oh, good, good, good. No. I really believe that by connecting to your guides, whether it be an animal, whether it be a person, whether it be however you feel it, however I see it for you, they are truly extensions of your power and your spirit. And there's a way for that to reflect back to us our inherent worthiness of, oh, it's always been here. You know, it's like, it's just like the Wizard of Oz where it's, Mm. oh, I always had the power inside of me. I feel like our guides are constantly trying to remind us of that. And the more we search outside for what and is it enough and is it true? What kind of, what are they trying to say? And is it, am I on the level of what, or am I in the highest vibration of what this guide is? Am I able to really hear what they're saying? Am I channeling correctly? All of that, when you get back to yourself and connect to your own energy and feel your own guides, you realize, oh yeah, I'm always doing that. I'm just not aware of it all the time. And when I get quiet and I focus in on my heart, it's all there. It's not outside. Mm -hmm. It's not something I have to reach for. And I feel like when you received those lions, you realized it may have felt intense because you were feeling your power. So it was like hard to receive. Did it feel like that? Yeah. I mean, I have like tears in my eyes over here and I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) because it, it does feel really intense. And I think there is a fine line between like, and, and you mentioned this earlier of like, what's your purpose? Like what are, you know, when a friend leaves you, what did they, like, how do they feel when they leave you or, or even like now where it's like, when I, when I connect with the lions, when I do my roar videos, like how does that make me feel? And it feels so good and it's playful and it's fun. And, and I guess it does feel really good to have someone reflect it back to me in the way that you just did. But it's also a reminder that like, that's in me, like there isn't anything that I need to do perfectly. And I love that you bring that up of like, well, am I channeling correctly? Am I in the highest vibration? Am I doing all these things? And it's like, oh my God, like enough tasks, like enough, like enough to do's, like 
we can just be, and if we get quiet, we can tap in. We always have, we're always able to tap into it, but it's like, can we just quiet the other stuff that sometimes doesn't allow us to be able to do that? Like the, well, I need to make sure that I journal at this time with this candle lit with this. And it's like, okay, just if that's taking away from it, then that's probably not the most helpful. And I've been there. I do that sometimes. Like we all been there. (laughs) Of course. So yeah, it feels, it's just like, it's powerful. It is powerful. And if, and it's like, Ooh, can I allow myself to be in that and to allow myself to feel that? And sometimes I think for a long time, I was too scared to be able to even like have anyone reflect that back to me, let alone myself be able to like see that in myself. Mm. Um, But now it's like, no, yeah, yeah, that's me. Ooh, it feels good. And yes, like tears can come up and that's okay. Like that's also how I feel. I mean, I used to never cry and now it's like, it's just energy moving. Yes. <laughs> That's my oh says. <laughs> so glad that you said that. I'm so glad you said that because I was the same. My mom is still surprised when I cry. Mm. She like rocks her still because she's not used to it. And I'm 40 this summer. Yeah. So I only started crying fully eight years ago. And then really just allowing it all four years ago. Yes. Because <laughs> like, yes. I was I was so protective of myself. I did not want to appear vulnerable. And I also had a lot of grief and sadness and pain that I did not look at. And I didn't want to because I thought, and I feel like a lot of people feel this way, that I would never stop crying. So no, I don't want to get in touch with that. I want to make a joke about it and have fun and have a glass of wine and smoke cigarettes and enjoy my life. And that's what I did. That's how I numbed it all. And I was I was supposed to do that. I'm okay with it because it was my journey. Yes. But now like I I don't smoke. I did quit smoking, you know, like 15 years ago, but I don't drink anymore and that just kind of came out of nowhere almost because it just wasn't serving me anymore. It wasn't making me feel good. And I thought, wow, maybe, maybe I don't need to have a glass of wine every night. And so I haven't had a drink in two years and it's not something that I check off my calendar. I'm lucky enough that I don't have like a dependency on alcohol, but it does not... It, I used it to numb myself even in that one glass a night. Mm. It was not for, it was not for pleasure. It was truly to make myself feel less anxiety and to feel calm. Mm. But now I can do that all on my own. And I know when I don't, that's okay too, because then I have to listen to my body and why I'm not feeling that calm that day. So yeah, it's so interesting the journey that we can have back to ourselves where you realize everything was there all along, but most of the time we do need support in it. 
And that is what my intuition did too, is it led me to start a podcast. And I didn't, that wasn't in my sphere. I, part of my healing journey was coming kind of out into the light. I really hid myself. I was on a lot of social media as like early 20s when like MySpace was big. Yes, MySpace. (laughs) Lots of selfies, lots of stuff. And then I just, I was so, I got spiraled into myself and hid all the things that I loved about myself and just kept them. And I started having intense fear of sharing my voice. I love writing, sharing my writing. I love taking pictures of, I do a lot of photography, but the last 10 years I've really focused on flowers and dried flowers and it's like more macro photography and I love it, but I would never show it to anyone. Never show any writing, mm-hmm. never, never, never. But I loved helping other people with their things. So I was always helping my friends with their writing and their music. And like I had tons of talented artistic friends and I was constantly supporting them. But I never worked on myself ever. So when I went through that journey, I started my photography account, which I called Treen Light because you can't take a photo without light. It was only for photos. And I didn't put a picture of myself and I didn't even put my name for like six months. I didn't even put my full name there. And then I thought, why am I not putting my name there? So I put my name there and then I put my face there. But that was all through being supported by Mm. beautiful, beautiful people that I am forever grateful for. And I've learned so much from, but I'm almost shocked now that I started a podcast because coming from then, when I couldn't even show a picture of myself, I'd hid so far away. Mm. Even though I'm a Leo too. Of course I want to be in the spotlight. Yes. (laughs) I hid it completely. I was like, no, too scary. So I was lucky enough that I connected fully back to my intuition and it told me to start a podcast. And one that was grounded and about intuition and just what we're speaking about now, where how you can find that you are your own greatest teacher. Like Mm -hmm. you are the guru, you are the portal, you are the oracle, like all the things. And so I started Intuitive Seek and I love it. It has been so healing for my voice and I'm always amazed at what I want to talk about and it's helped me really connect even deeper into my kind of purpose and my authentic voice and my creativity. It's such a beautiful way. I'm sure you're feeling that, that it's not just a podcast, like you're really creating something. So having said all that, I just really want to reiterate that connecting back to yourself affects all aspects of your life. Like it's not just to meditate every day and do that one development course, your intuition and your intuitive gifts support every aspect of your being. Like it's amazing. It's magical and I'm always amazed by it. But I would love um, for you to offer any magic as well that you've experienced from that because I know that you have. Yeah. I mean, I remember when you when you 
were like, I'm going to start a podcast. Or even when you first shared one of your writing pieces and it was like, oh my God, Mary, this is so beautiful. Like, please share this with the world. And just watching you feel the safety within yourself to be able to do that, starting with a small group, because Mary and I are also in a writing club together. So just like finding the safety of those little spaces. And it's like, okay, it's safe to do that. I'm going to, it's like, okay, I'm going to step out another little step out. And then, you know, sharing your writing, sharing uh, your name on Instagram, sharing this podcast that you have, um, which I love listening to. So plugging that in now, (laughs) I'll have it in the show notes to check that out. And, and I think just watching your process, as I said before, like I wouldn't be here without it just to like, and, and you kind of being there along the way of like, it's okay. I know this might be scary. Yes, you will. You know, kind of like, yes, I do feel this creative urge when I do sit down to like, you know, sit on front of this microphone and like look out the window. And it's like, I have no idea what's going to come out. I mean, I have a, a broad idea, but I just kind of let it flow out. And, and then it just feels really good to like, just share a little piece of myself with the world. It just feels like there's so many things going on. Like, what's my little grain of sand in, in this big world. And it feels really good. I mean, I've just started and also it does feel a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes I'm like, am Mm. I really talking about this? Like, (laughs) I don't know about this or, um, I've like tried re-recording and I'm like, that doesn't work. Like I just need to trust the first take and that's it. And, and really leaning into that trust. I think we've talked about this, not, not today, but, um, really just learning to trust, trust myself, trust that intuition, trust my, my power that sometimes can be like, wait, is that really me? Or what is that? Or, um, you know, you said earlier, like we are our own gurus and our guides and our intuition are always connecting with us. And, and I, I don't know how we started dream interpretation. So I've been working mm-hmm. with Mary a little bit too of like, I, I like made a comment. I'm like, I have all these weird dreams. And then Mary's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of dream interpretation. You know, if you want, you can send me some. And I'm like sending her like three dreams in a row. And she's like, whoa, like you remember your dreams a lot. Like that's not very common, but my dreams are really vivid and they're very um, like, and I, I'm aware that I'm dreaming. I haven't been able to like, I've tried the thing where you're lucid dreaming, where you can like mm-hmm. go fly and all of that. But the moment I realize I'm dreaming, that's like when I wake, when I try to control the dream, that's when I wake up. And I yeah. think that's something that we've talked about of like, maybe I'm not supposed to control the dream because I'm trying to control all these other things in my life. That <laughs> The message is like not to control it. And And even, I didn't even know that my guides or my intuition or just like my, I I knew even in my dreams, like even in my dreams and, and again, like the mirroring, the reflecting back to me, my own power and the things that I already know, it's like, whoa, the support. I think that's the key word of like, it's not just me, it's the support of people like Mary and other healers that I've worked Mm -hmm. with that like 
it really takes a whole village. Like it's not just me over here doing all these things by myself. Like, yes, I have a certain degree of willpower, but of course I'm going to need support to do all of these things. And I'm going to take a pause. I see Mary shaking her head. (laughs) I'd love to like hear, like, how did you even know that dream interpretation was a thing? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, honestly, I had heard about it from this other woman that I follow and she's like, you know, animals are going to come to in your dreams. And I'm like, oh my God, I never dream with animals. Like, oh no, like I'm not doing it right. The like, I'm not doing it right thing. And I'm like, oh crap, what do I do now? Like, how do I get the animals in here? But that's not going to work. Like that's not going to work for me right now because they haven't been, I mean, who knows? Maybe that will at some point, but right now that's not, that's not the message that I'm receiving. Um, I feel like your animals are with you all the time. So you don't really need them to come into your dream. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's so interesting because there is, you know, there are Jungian psychologists that do dream interpretation based on Carl Jung. Like he had his, who was basically an intuitive, he had his ideas about what certain symbols in your dreams represent mm. and how to interpret them. So it is a psychological um, skill and something that you go to school for and you learn and that you use to support, if you were a psychologist, support your clients and your patients through you know, working through their trauma and that kind of thing. For me, it is complementary to that. And all of my work is complementary to kind of traditional therapy. But I use my intuitive mirror. And it's not that I went out and said, oh, I'm going to dream interpret it. Like I'm going to interpret some mm-hmm. dreams. And that's kind of been my journey with all of the things that I do. I never, any development I did was always after. Because they just kind of started and I just trusted. And I, since I was little, I always, like when I was about, I think I was about eight and I put a, I was always kind of one of those, I mean, it's part of my childhood too. I was very mature for my age, which Mm -hmm. I had to grow up a little bit fast, but I also was this reflective mirror for people. So I would give adults advice all the time. And even in my house, when I was eight, I put a sign on my door that said decision maker as like my own little office for people in my family and friends to come in and ask me questions. And then I would just tell them what to do. (laughs) And my picture of it, like it was just like part of what I do. So I was always Mm. trying to work with my intuition as a job, but I didn't really realize it. And part of that was reflecting back to them all the things. So if they were, if it was a dream, I would talk to them about their dreams. And what happens for me, I'll actually explain exactly what happens. A client, and I do a lot of dream interpretation in my client sessions, but when you were telling me about your dream, It just sounded so vivid. And I was like, you know, I was kind of, I love dream interpretation. And I feel like this would be something so supportive to do, you know, a one month 
container of dream interpretation with a client and how that can help them really figure out what their intuition is trying to tell them through their dreams. And then they can learn how to interpret their own dreams and then connect to their intuition more that way. So when you tell me about your dream, as with everybody else that tells me, but we'll talk specifically with you, Hmm. as you're speaking, whether it's on a voice note or in person, I see it. Like I start seeing it like a movie in my mind's eye. And then there's like a layer. It's almost like above ground is your dream where I see it. And then it would be under the earth is where it's showing me all of the symbolism of it. Mm. So when you say one thing, immediately it's like, oh, that's your masculine energy trying to tell you something. Or, oh, that's your job or childhood or this relationship did you have like this because that's showing like this but it's all very organic and it's not like Jungian dream interpretation because it's really specific to the unique energy of the person and it's with an intuitive lens so I am it's almost like dream reading but again it's just reflecting back because Mm -hmm. I'm able to so fortunately see all the layers all the subtext all the soft representation of these kind of normal or kind of wild things that are happening in your dream, how it's really a message. Like what is the message? Because we're constantly being given messages through our dreams, through our body, through other people, through inanimate objects, through natural, the natural world, animals, everything. Anything that is made of energy is something we can connect to. Mm. So it's pretty beautiful. So I feel like our dreams are just like murals of our energy and they're just kind of moving around and trying to get us to listen. So if you do have really vivid dreams, tends to be more messages that you may not have fully realized yet. That's what I found. Oh, yes. I mean, that resonates so much, especially because... Even And it's funny because I dreamt it. So in my head, I'm like, well, I should remember these things. But then later I tell you about a dream and you're like, well, if you remember back to that dream before where, you know, the water and the, like the ocean has been a really big message for me lately. And it's like jump into the ocean and, you know, all the symbolism and meaning behind that. Um, And, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That wasn't another dream. Or, you know, something for me lately has been really working with my masculine and feminine energy. And and, and it's so funny because I'll tell these dreams to Mary and I'm just like, I don't know, Mary, like this is, I don't get this. Like, I'm just going to tell you this silly dream anyway. And then you come back with this like well of wisdom and knowledge where I'm just like, oh my God, yes. Like, and, it, and when I hear you reflect it back to me, it's so like spot on and you've called me out in like the loveliest warmest way too. <laughs> Our dreams do do that. That is true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, Isabel, hello. Like, <laughs> but it feel and it's, and it's so there hasn't been anything that you've said where I'm like, no way. And even if I do it two seconds later, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right. Like I just, <laughs> 
but it's such a it's such a unique way of of your gifts. Like I, I I think you're just so magical that just your different abilities to to reflect back to people and to enjoy it. Like as you were saying, you're like, oh, I, I really picture that. Like I, I and it sounds like that's something that like it's enjoyable for you. Like going back to the beginning where it's like, well, I wasn't really enjoying that corporate job, but now it's like, Oh no, I get to enjoy what I do while I'm, you know, helping the other person see their own power and, and, you know, support them along the journey of what that looks like. Completely. Yes. And one of the lucky things for me, and maybe it is just kind of one of those divine parts is I didn't have the restrictions of the psychic Claire's compartmentalized or what is channeling, what is mediumship, what is shamanic journeying, what is, you know, all these aspects of how we can reflect our intuition back to other people and how we can utilize it in our intuitive gifts. So I didn't know that I should only be hearing when I'm tuning into somebody's energy or only be seeing or only be feeling because there are people out there that say, oh, well, I am clairvoyant. So an intuitive psychic gift of being able to see kind of energy and spirit, the universe, but they'll say, oh, but I'm not clairaudient. I can't hear. That's not my gift. Mm. And I was really lucky because I was a individual developer at first. So it all just naturally kind of came back to me. It's really just a remembering, which I think is how most of the time it goes, 99% of the time. If you are interested in developing, most of the time I feel like that's just a real call to remember that you already can. Mm. And it's your intuition saying, yes, we're guiding you there because you can already do this. Just remember, it's so easy. It's so natural. Mm. And I was lucky enough to feel that being able to see in my mind's eye your energy in images and being able to see the symbols of your dreams felt just totally natural. It's just another language that I speak. So it didn't feel like anything that I had to give a name to because it was just how I did it whatever I was trying to do. And it makes me remember that anything like supernatural is like supernatural. Mm. Not magical, but it is so magical. Like it's a yes. new, like a reframe on it where it's not it doesn't make you special, but it makes you so special. Like it's yeah. none of those things. <laughs> I Does that make that. sense? Yes. I mean, that totally makes sense for me. And as I'm hearing you say that, I remember at the beginning learning what all the clairs were. Yeah. And for me, like, I'll just, I'll just hear it. Like, I'll just hear something and I'll know it. Um, and I remember I would always be like, oh, I really wish I could see it. Like, I wish I could see auras and that I could see the thing. But now that I'm hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, I do see that in my dreams. I just see it in a different way. And it is so natural. Like, <laughs> it's so super natural. <laughs> like, it really, it really is. And, and going back to, like, when you were little and you had the, like, you knew it was like, 
this is my office door. It's the decision maker. You know, now it's like your websites that, that, that like little thing on the door now, or, um, I remember when I was younger, I was like seven or eight, I would sit in my room and like sing and uh, with my little tape recorder and like tape myself. And now it's like, this is like the grown up version where I have a podcast now and it's like a real microphone, but it's still that like, that thing that was so natural to do that I would just do because I enjoyed it. And there isn't anything that's like, I'm going to do this Claire now so that I can X. It's like, no, I'm just going to be in this energy and be in the supernatural magic energy of it all. And and just kind of be versus like, I have to go do that thing. And I have to, I don't know. I, for me, it's always like, well, what do I do now? And it's like, calm down, yeah. just like be in it. And it will, it will reveal itself. You know, the more I try to do the, the like least, the less it works out. <laughs> yes. yes. And that is going back to the trust of it. Yeah. When we stop ourselves, we start to look for validation from other people and their experiences. And is it the same? And can I do it like them? And sometimes you do, and that's a beautiful reflection of who you are. But if it's more of a comparison, then it'll just take all of your power away and anything authentic to you will get all buried again. So yeah, it's just, it's a constant game though of like, remembering and forgetting and remembering and forgetting like so many people have put it that way but it really makes sense to me because it's life like it's not we're not going to trust ourselves a hundred percent all the time but connecting to your intuition allows you to build that trust so then when you do move into doubt you can get back into your trust so much faster and it's that muscle memory rather than something you have to reach for which is so cool It's like my favorite thing. Yes, yes. And something that you mentioned way early on about for you, how it's been connecting back to your body. And for me, I would say that's also for me, like coming like, oh, wait, my like hips shouldn't hurt all the time. Like I have a really tight left hip and it's like, oh, that's actually like trying to tell me something like, okay, I need to listen to that. Or like my head hurts. Oh, I can't even like feel the bottom of my feet. That's probably like, I need to ground some energy right now. And, and even just, and some people are like, what, what does that even mean? Like, I guess, like, do you have any, any tips on how, like, on how you bring your energy back to you for somebody that's like just starting out? Completely. I would say, well, the first thing that comes to mind actually is doing quick grounding meditations. There's so many out there that are beautiful, but they're like over 20 minutes long. Mm. And when I started meditating, I couldn't do anybody else's because they were too long. I couldn't sit. I I would see like 22 minutes and I'd be like, who is sitting for 22 minutes? I'd be like, this is crazy. And and so I remember I just put on just intuitively, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put on nature music because I love nature music and I have this place in nature that I go to in my mind's eye. And it just was somewhere I went when I listened to the nature music. So that's where I go to meditate, go quote unquote in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. 
So I put on the nature music. I go to my favorite place in nature, which I will describe to you. It's not sacred. It's sacred for me, but it's just so beautiful. It is the inlet of the ocean on a beautiful tree-lined shore with a lovely rocky beach and then a gorgeous cozy cabin, but is still like very much open, like really beautiful and just so many birds and so many animals. And it's always like a, like it had just rained, like it's always just rained. Mm. So it's very fresh. And so that would be my advice to put on nature music, just find one, YouTube, Apple, wherever, and go into your imagination and picture where you would want to be. Where does your mind want to go? Because it's not your mind. It's actually your heart. And when you go there, you're instantly connected back to your heart. And that's how you can ground. When some people begin, they're told, grow the roots from the tree, get into the soil. For me, that really distracted me because I would start thinking about, well, is it going fast enough? How is it getting there? Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Maybe I don't want wood coming out of my feet. You know, like it would be like, <laughs> I remember once I did one and somebody said, okay, now you have the molten, you know, core of the earth. And then it moves up so fast through the roots and into your spine. And I was like, no, I was like, that sounds awful. <laughs> like that does not sound comfortable. So uh-huh. you know <laughs> Yes. I love that you're saying all of this because it gives full permission to ground in whatever way feels good to you and trust that that's what's going to be for you. I mean, the cabin that you just described was so dreamy. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I would love to come visit you there. (laughs) But like... I love, I mean, that's so funny about the roots because I, I have, I guess like I just go with it and I'm like, okay, but if I really, you know, it's like, I have had the like aversion to some of the things that they say in a med- in a guided meditation and I'm like, what? Okay, but all right. But then it's kind of like, okay, if I'm just starting like one song, don't tell me you don't have time for one song. Like you can do it. Like that is. And I, I guess for me, just even like feeling my feet flat on the floor mm-hmm. and like seeing my feet on the floor is like, okay, I'm physically here. Like I am here in a body. <laughs> it's not just my like ideas and work and thinking all the time. It's like, no, I have like a full body with feet and legs and yes. arms. And that can seem so silly. Cause like, duh, of course we're people, but like, that really does help me ground. It's just like, oh, I'm I'm a physical human person thing. <laughs> yes. And that is one thing I forgot to say. Sitting, making sure that your feet are mm-hmm. on the ground is a big part of it. And then putting on the nature music and then going to whatever that place is. Because I do believe it is your heart. So you are connecting and kind of soaking in your own essence. And that connects you back to your physical body because your physical body is amazing. Like our physical Mm. body is the only reason we get to do anything. Yes. Like it is, and it's constantly being put under stress and we are constantly, well, I won't say everyone, but most of us are constantly saying, 
things we don't like about it, things we want to change, things that we wish were different. And when you do kind of feel that beautiful energy and when it's shown to you in nature, in a scene in nature, you start to feel your heart wake up a little bit and then you're feeling your chest and then maybe you're feeling your solar plexus. And then maybe you're feeling your sacral and then you realize, oh, wait, you know, my legs have been really kind of restless lately. And then you start kind of moving them and you realize, oh, you know, I should probably be going on a walk at least once a week. Mm. Like you start to be aware of what your body needs rather than just it's your body and it's moving you as a vehicle. Like it's part of us and it's a pretty important part. And I think that in when you are kind of seeking spiritual ideas, so often you can be told you're not your body. So often you can be told, move away from your body. But in my experience, that's where all the power comes back. That's where all the remembering comes back. And I will say, if you have, like Isabel said, a pain in your left hip, for me, my back was always hurting always. My lower back, my shoulders. I had a frozen left shoulder. Mm. My hands would go numb all the time, like all tingly. I was worried I had MS. Like it was really scary. And I didn't, thank goodness. But what I realized, my body was telling me I was not connecting to my heart. I was not supporting myself with my own energy. So my back was going crazy, trying to tell me, trying to tell me, and my hands would get numb because to me, they are, you know, sub chakras of our heart chakra. Like it's the way that we can offer the beauty of our hearts to the world, whether it's through energy healing or you just put your hand on your friend's back. Like it's the same. Mm. So it's so, yeah, it's unbelievable, unbelievably important to just pay attention to what your body is saying. And there's a lot of different modalities and therapies, but just starting there. And even writing it down, writing a note in your phone, and then maybe checking in and asking yourself, well, how am I feeling today? And then write that down. And then maybe look at it later and see if you can understand how those come together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love just take it slow. I think for me, sometimes it's like, okay, great. Now I'm going to be all better. I'm connected with my body. Let's go. And then it's like, Okay, calm down. It's and, and creating safety in your body and new experiences. Like even launching this podcast for me was like, oh my goodness, this is a little scary. It's a little freaky. This is new for me. But then it's like, no, it's safe. Like and being really grounded and being really um, connected to my heart. And I love that you say that because at the end of the day, it's really just like trusting my heart and what it wants and what what it desires and how it loves and how it expresses itself. I think for me, that's been really key. And Mm -hmm. as I hear you say all of this, I'm like, Oh yes. Like had I not connected with my body, had I not connected with my heart, had I not seek support to be able to do all of those things, I don't think I'd be here openly sharing all of these stories about my life, you know, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) and sharing my voice in this way. So I want people to know about your workshop that's coming up, the Share Your Voice Intuitive Podcasting Workshop. So tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. I know. I feel like we could talk forever. 
<laughs> so much fun talking to you. Oh my goodness. But um, yes, so I started my podcast and it was early 2021. And it took me about six months. I took a workshop from a beautiful woman, Danielle Serenk. She's the Squamish medium. And she had a, it was called the Empowered Podcasting Workshop. And I heard these, you know, intuitive hits from my intuition, start a podcast. And it wasn't just from inside. And I'm sure that you've had this too, Isabel, you know, I would hear it from other people. They'd be like, oh, you should start a podcast. Or I would just, you know, see the word podcast all the time. Or there would be, you know, a microphone on sale somewhere. And I'd be like, and I would get like the notification. And I know that Google does that to us sometimes, but it was very obvious that, okay, these are Mm -hmm. symbols and signs that I need to start one. So I felt called to do intuitive seek, which is that grounded approach to all things intuition. And it needed to be grounded because that, just like you're saying, where you get to feel grounded every time you come on your mic, that is what I needed too. So I was offering it to other people, but it was also for me to really remember that grounded piece because that is so important to me. And I just really, just like you said, started listening to my intuition on what I was going to speak on, what I thought I needed to share that at least one person might feel supported by. And it was beautiful the way it unraveled because I realized I loved it. I realized that I loved editing it. I realized that I loved making the design for it. I realized that I loved all of it. And I started getting really excited because I really enjoyed it. So I started asking other people that I knew who I loved their voice and their point of view. I'd be like, have you ever thought of starting a podcast? What about (laughs) Including me. (laughs) Even Isabel. (laughs) Definitely Isabel. And then I even made like an email of like all the... um, It's just like, what would you call that? Just like a one sheet, a one pager of how to get your podcast started quickly. It was like 10, you know, points Mm -hmm. of where to go, what to do so that you could start your own podcast. And I would copy and paste that to anybody that messaged me or, and it would be friends of friends. And people started messaging me and saying, oh, you have a podcast. Do you produce it yourself? What do you do? Who does your da-da-da? And I'd be like, no, I do it all my own. You can do it. (laughs) I'd be like, I'd be like, I promise you don't have to get anybody else. And so I started having this really big intuitive pull of, okay, if everybody's asking for the sheet, I would love to do like a workshop so that it's not just about how to do it, but also how to connect to the essence of your heart, how to connect to the fears that you may have around being seen and steps to heal those so they don't become blocks, but just hurdles that are easy for you to step over. And a way for you to completely have four episodes outlined, the topic of your podcast, the name of your podcast, and who your audience is in two hours. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take my one page and add my intuitive lens to it and my healing work and then pretty much like create or support creating as many heart-led podcasts into the world as possible. Like that's kind of the mission of it. (laughs) It's like, it's really for humanity on the highest level of it, which is just like my dream of it. 
That's the purpose, but it's a small way of doing it. This is my small way of doing the big thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. So this is going to be July 20th, I believe. Yes. On Wednesday, July 20th, it's from 5 p.m. Pacific time to 7, but there will be a replay. I have a beautiful amount of people in already, which is like so lovely. I mean, they're so inspiring. Everybody that's signed up, I'm like, oh yeah, this person is going to have a very good podcast. But a lot of them can't make it at that specific time. So they're going to have the replay and everybody will get the replay because there'll be so much technical advice in it and practical advice on how to edit, how to where to go, what to do, all those things. So don't worry if you can't make it live because you will get the replay of it. Um, The one thing I didn't mention is my favorite part of what I've been inspired to do is part of it is, of course, connecting to what your heart really wants to say. Mm -hmm. And by connecting to that, it's really connecting to what the audience of your heart needs to hear around the world. But also I was inspired um, from my intuition and from the universe and all the goodness in the world to create this visualized meditation of a future vision so that you actually get to go two years in the future to what your podcast looks like, what it is, the topic is, what it has maybe led you to also, what your audience looks like. Maybe it's not even a podcast anymore. Maybe it's something else. Like really utilizing your imagination as a tool of your intuition to show you why it's so important for you to listen to that voice in your body and in your mind that's saying, why don't you start a podcast? Mm. Because not everybody wants to start a podcast. That's also what I want to say. If you have been thinking about starting a podcast, that's a really important message because I will promise you, not everybody listens to podcasts and not everybody wants to podcast. Like it's very specific. But if you hook into that beauty of what you really are meant to say and honor it and act on it and actually do it, actually commit to it, like the trust that you build in yourself and the magic that unfolds after that, it's unbelievable. Like I never in a million years thought that my podcast would be on the Apple charts because I don't have a following. Like I don't have a big following. I'm not a known person at all. But the ears were there yes. because I actually did it. So I did my end and then the ears around the world needed to hear it. So then I was on the Apple charts a few times, quite often, on Canada and Australia. And it was shocking to me. But it just showed me that, oh, I did what I was supposed to do. Okay, good. Just keep doing it. Yes. So if you want to do one, this workshop is definitely for you because it's all about you. And it's not boring. No. I I was like, no, that's not the – that is the last word that came to my mind. Um, as I mentioned, like, honestly, like this podcast would not be what it is and I wouldn't have been able to launch it with you. So if you've been called to want to start a podcast, I definitely recommend working with Mary. Like what a perfect 
workshop and it's a week before my birthday. So you can start celebrating yeah. that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how it went into Leo season. Like it's oh, right gosh. at the end of Ponte season. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, share your voice, get ready to be in the spotlight. It just, and it wasn't even on purpose. It just, of course, that's the timing of it. Like it all yes. makes complete sense. I love it. Yes. Oh, so and congratulations for being on the charts. And I'm sure you'll you. continue to be in I personally love listening to your podcast and you and just, again, your, just your unique way of approaching all of this beautiful work. So I guess, how can listeners find you? I mean, I mentioned Instagram at Treenlight, but what are other ways that people can work with your work and they find you? Oh, definitely. Thank you. It's one of the best ways is to follow me on Instagram at Treenlight. So it's T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, which you probably see on your phone right now. And you can also go to my website, which is the same. So treenlight.com. Through there, you will see my one-on-one package, which is called The Key, which is the key to all of your unique energy and that you can finally find and feel and trust in your purpose. It is four months and it is, it gives me so much life. It is almost impossible to put into words because it's so special. Like it's my favorite thing to do. And I, every day I am so thankful that I get to support the women that I get to support. And just like you said, with the energy healing, you were in Florida. Now you're in Columbia, but you were in Florida at the time and I was in Vancouver and I only have two clients that live in Canada. The wow. rest of my clients are all around the world. So that also blows my mind because it shows that it doesn't matter. We don't have to be in the same place mm-hmm. and that the work really works through video. Like it's it's kind of a special magic of being able to connect on that energetic level. So we do work through Zoom together, but it is deep work. Like it is not, you're not missing anything from doing it in person. And I don't do it in person at all anymore. And Mm -hmm. I only ever did it in person before COVID. And then COVID led my intuition to say, you know what? It's actually better if you do it online. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I had clients that were global. And I love that because to me, that shows that we are all connected. Like we are meant to talk to each other, just like with our podcasts. Like we're meant to connect. It's actually for humanity. It's important. So yes, you can send me a message on Instagram. You can contact me on my website. You can book a clarity session with me if you are interested in really getting to know yourself and starting to live a life of purpose. And that is free and it's an hour and it's a heart-focused conversation. And it's really... Again, one of my favorite things to do. And I will be opening up some new offerings with my dream interpretation and also a new um, one soul session that I will give a sneak peek on right now. Ooh. Session. (laughs) A little bit of a soul mirror session, which I love that you said mirror, Isabel, because that is the new session. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that is because many of my package clients, when we're done, 
they'll come back in a month or two and say, oh, I really want to start working again, but we've already did the deep work. So it's a more of a one session and I structured this really impactful one session as a soul mirror session based on supporting you where you are right now, showing you what your energy is trying to tell you and what you need to know to live your highest good. So there's a lot of fun things. And you can see my photography there and my poetry and my podcast is there too. And yeah, Intuitive Seek on all podcast platforms. You can find it. And yeah, anything. I love chatting with people too. So send me a message. Never feel shy. Oh, and I just started my Lighthouse newsletter, which was another intuitive Oh, yes. I love my intuition. Everybody should love their intuition. (laughs) But the Lighthouse letter, so that is free. Just go to my website or my Instagram, um, click on the link on the website. It'll pop up like right away for you to sign up. But every Sunday Pacific time, Monday in Australia time, but every Sunday or Monday, you get a snapshot an intuitive, energetic snapshot for the week ahead where I tune into my intuition and to the energy of the newsletter people. So not just the world, but truly the people that are on the newsletter, the Treen Light Letter audience. I tune into their energy and mine and I receive insight into what can offer a little bit more clarity through the week. And then I also receive an animal to guide us through the week as well. And there's an Oracle card pull and usually four intuitive questions that you can use to journal and just offer yourself a little bit more clarity too. But it's every week and I love it. And people are really resonating with it. Like I just love how it it speaks to everybody because it's for everybody. It's just the coolest. It's my favorite. Oh, it's my favorite too. Every time I read it, I'm like, how does she know this is exactly what I needed to hear? Like, it's so good. And I'm so excited about your soul mirror sessions. Is that, yeah, I'm so excited. Like that, oof, like that gave me chills. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when you said mirror earlier, I was like, oh, I love this. I was like, say it at the end. This is great. <laughs> so perfect. So perfect. Well, thank you so much, Mary. I, you know, I'm such a big fan of you and everyone go check out Mary's website, her Instagram, her poetry is so beautiful. Her artwork, just everything. She's amazing. You're amazing, Mary. <laughs> oh, you're amazing. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It has just been a dream to speak to you and you are such a light in my life. So thank you for being so special. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.